This is Faith. And this is Addie. And you're listening to Mama Bear Connects. Hey, Addie. How are you today? Good. How are you? I am so super duper. So Addie and I are going to try something new with our podcast. We are going to say something that was uplifting um, that happened for the past week. So Addie, what was something that was uplifting for you this past week? Um, Probably going to school and getting to see all my friends and giving them hugs in the hallway and just high fives, complimenting each other. Um... The teachers are really nice, and so it was nice to see them and have them welcome me into their classroom every day. And I got to spend a day with Tyson, like, not a day, but, like... Sometime. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was really nice. Awesome. Um, My uplift for the week, I would say um, yesterday I... um, went and spent some time with one of my other mothers um, and her family. Uh, She is not doing very well with her health and so getting time to go and reminisce with them and um, see them and and remember all of the great memories we have um, with her was really great and it reminded me how much I love that family and so It was, that was good. That was good. I'm glad you got to go. Yes, me too. So this week, we are going to kind of piggyback off of our boundaries episode and kind of add to it. So this one is going to be on manipulation. Uh, So this is something that... There's so many different pieces to manipulation, what it is, how it happens, um, and ways to help protect yourself from manipulation. So Addie, what is something at school that you would see maybe as a manipulative situation, whether it be like something you've seen with other friends or something you've experienced? Uh, Definitely like manipulation in friendships um so let's say someone isn't wanting to be in that friend group anymore and then one of the kids from that group is like well if you aren't in it then I'm not gonna be your friend anymore and then they they manipulate them into being in that friend group that they aren't comfortable in and it never ends well yeah that's a great example so I um, am going to post all of our resources along with the podcast so that you guys can go and read the full article if you want. A lot of the information that I got for uh, this part of it is from time.com. So with manipulation, there's a few different areas that you will start to feel um, within yourself that you'll start to kind of question. So... The first one is you'll feel fear, obligation, and guilt. And uh, Sherry Steins is who I'm quoting for majority of this stuff. If it's not her, then I will quote who it is. But she says, Manipulation is an emotionally unhealthy psychological strategy used by people who are incapable of asking for what they want and need in a direct way. 
So in life, a lot of times if people don't really grow up with good, like, communication in their families, in their homes. They don't know how to be direct and um, communicate in a good, clear way, uh, which can turn into a a manipulative way of communication. As I was doing research um, on this, I realized that there's a lot of uh, manipulative tendencies that I have, um, and you'll start to see what I mean as we're going through, Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll probably start to like, oh, and so it's good for me because it helps me be more self-aware and gives me an opportunity to learn and grow and better myself in those areas. Um, so people who are trying to manipulate others are trying to control others. There's different types of manipulators. The first being a bully. The bully uses aggression, threats, and intimidation, uh, which I think majority of us have come in contact with at one point in time. Um, if you haven't been bullied in your life, that's incredible, and I like I can't even believe it. Uh, there were a lot of times that I was bullied for where I lived, for my religion choice or lack thereof. Um, my parents and their choices, my sister and her choices. So there was a lot of things that I got bullied for that it, it wasn't even my choice or my fault, but um, definitely there was a lot of threats, intimidation. Um, I punched a kid in the back of the head one time because he was um, picking on me because of um, my sister and um And then he started talking bad about her. And so I chased after him and punched him in the back of the head. So um, I didn't let that intimidation and that bully. I mean, this kid was probably five, six, five, seven at the time, probably 200 pounds. He was a big kid and I was only five, two and 110 pounds. So (laughs) I, I didn't let that type of manipulation get to me then. Um, Addie, do you have any circumstance with the bully type of manipulator that you have experienced? Yes, in my younger grades at school. Um, for those of you listening um, who don't know that we are not part of the LDS church, and um, we really were so accepting of everything, and it was hard because once I left that church um there were there were some kids in my class who knew the bishop pretty well and heard about our records being taken out and then I started getting bullied at school for not going to church and just different stuff like that it was hard because I had a lot of friends but once I found that out it went downhill from there and it was it was hard because I was sad to leave the church because I had just been baptized and yeah. So losing a lot of friends from that felt unfair and it was unfair Mm -hmm. because it's just manipulation. Yeah. And it's a choice that we made as a family. Yeah. And the fact that there was harassment for it wasn't good and very sad because it was in third grade. Yeah. That's really sad. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, and there were also a lot of circumstances too, like um, kids would call Addie names, they would poke her, they would prod her, they'd dump water on her. Chocolate milk, chocolate apple milk. <laughs> I had an instance in junior high where I had a friend who was mad at me and so she had her boyfriend dump and all of his friends Mountain Dew all over me in the middle of a big school-wide function. Um, that was so incredibly embarrassing and devastating. Um, so yeah, for sure. Manipulation with bullies is ridiculous and um, really hard to cope with sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and then our son uh, has also lived majority of his life with bullies and um, he had a lot of physical attacks from bullies and um, starting as early as preschool, some sixth grader had him in the bathroom and kicked him in the stomach. And um, that was when he was four years old. And it just kind of snowballed from there. He had kids pants him in front of everybody, whip him with pool sticks, um, call him names, punch him. So he has experienced a lot of uh, very aggressive manipulation in his life from bullies and, and things like that. So know that it's not okay. <laughs> And if you're being um, exposed to situations like that, whether you're a child or an adult, uh, it's not okay. Manipulation is a dangerous thing and it, it plays a lot of damage to your heart and your mind. So the next type is um, a victim manipulator. Uh, the victim manipulator acts hurt when in reality they are the ones who caused um, that, that, oh my goodness, that caused the problem. Um, so that is one thing that I work on myself, um, trying to avoid the victim manipulation, um, because that is one thing that I know that I have a problem with personally. And so I am trying really hard not to allow that into my space anymore. Um, do you have any situations that you have had anyone manipulate you? Yes, I have, but it's mainly just been in friend groups. And it was hard because it made me feel like a bad person. And usually it wasn't even my doing that was causing the whole situation. It was just them manipulating me into making me think that I was mean yeah. or careless or something like that yeah and that it doesn't feel good and it's not fair for anybody to live in that space whether it's the bully intimidation um manipulator or the victim manipulator it's it's hurtful in its own way um the next thing that is like a main point is you start to question yourself um, there is a term called gaslighting. Uh, it's like somebody telling you that the, the sky is green over and over and over again. At first, you'll not agree with them because they're wrong, right? But over time, the person that's manipulating you into um, trying to make you believe this um, will start getting you to start saying, I guess I can't really see what color the sky is. Um, you just start having a sense of unreality 
Um, which is really sad because I know that that happens a lot where, um, if like, if you're in a situation where you have, um, like an alcoholic in your family or somebody who is addicted to something that's kind of a go-to, um, manipulation and that gaslighting is just a way for them to control the situation. Um, if you, you know, if you, um, talk to them and say, Hey, you know, I am worried about your health or I've noticed you've been drinking a lot or whatever. And if they kind of turn it like, well, what you've been drinking. So you probably think that I drink more than I do or something like that. And they try to turn it so that you are the one in the wrong and they just kind of build from there. Um, and really start to, um, make you question your, your ability to reason and be logical. So, um, you eventually start to wonder why you were off that day or why you were wrong. You start questioning your judgment, um, and you won't trust your judgment anymore. You'll start to question yourself on everything that you do. Um, whether it's right or wrong, if you're holding the door open for somebody and they walk past you without telling you, thank you, you'll start to question, was that the right thing for me to do? Or if they do tell you, thank you, you'll still question yourself. Um, which is not a healthy thing. Mm -hmm. Um, your constant confidence depleting, um, Sorry, the constant confidence depleting nature of gaslighting can contribute to increased anxiety in the victim's overall life. And many gaslighting victims berate themselves and feel they need to apologize for everything. And that is um, from Dr. Saltz. And again, this was from thetime.com. So what's sad about that is um, I have a friend that she was in a bad relationship and her partner would get upset with her for sneezing. And so every time she sneezes, she apologized for it. And so it just makes me sad because that as I was reading this, I realized that she was very much in a, in a state of, um, gaslighting with this person and it's just very sad that this type of, of of manipulation just really depletes the way that you feel about yourself do you Addie have anything that that you could see recognize either in your friends friendships or relationships that could be considered a gaslighting manipulation asking for help a lot of my friends apologize for asking for help and i'm just like um that's a natural human thing mm -hmm. come to me if you need help and don't apologize for it because it's okay that's what i'm here for like that's what friends are for mm -hmm. or like asking for help for homework 
they're like, I'm so sorry. It's really not a big deal. I'm, I can help you sometimes. Sometimes I can't because I don't understand it. But yeah, it, most of the time it's asking for help or needing someone to be there for them. They apologize for, which is very sad. Yes. Yep. Uh, the next thing is strings attached. Mr. Nice Guy does nice things, but then will make you feel bad if you don't do something in return. You are made to feel guilty for being ungrateful. So, circumstance of that would be, say, Mr. Nice Guy buys you a ticket to a concert, but then when you go and he, say, wants you to, like, Pay for a snack. Pay for a snack or buy merchandise or something like that. And you don't want to or you can't. Uh, they'll flip it. Well, I bought you that ticket. Like, how can you not buy me that? Mm-hmm. So that is a form of manipulation. And um, all of these things we're sharing with you so that you guys can kind of understand what manipulation looks like it's so important to see and do your own research if you feel like you're in a situation where you could be manipulated or maybe you're the manipulator and you haven't realized it take time to go and follow these ad or not ads but links to the different areas that I found this research so that you can educate yourself more and help yourself grow in this area. So there is a national domestic violence hotline and we will share that um, on our social media. So I will go on there and put it on there for everybody if you feel like that's something that you need support with uh, for sure. Utilize this national domestic violence hotline so that you can get the support that you need in this area. And we will be right back after a word for our sponsor. All right, we just have a few more uh, types of manipulators that we wanna talk about. And then we're gonna go into different ways to kind of cope and prepare yourself for situations that could be like this. So there is, it's called the foot in the door. The person starts with a small request, like, do you have the time? So they want you to come over or come hang out or do something, but then it turns into, can I borrow money or can you help me pay for my son's birthday party or things like that? Or I don't have money for an Uber or whatever. So those people are called foot in the door. So they are trying to manipulate you by starting out small, but then they start asking for bigger things and if you're not being aware of that manipulation, then it can easily snowball into something where they now have that control and they'll be able to start manipulating you into bigger and bigger things. Mm -hmm. So the next one is door in the face. 
that's when the person asks for a big favor, but when they're denied, they start to backtrack and ask for a small request. So it's the opposite of the front or foot in the door manipulator. So they start out big, but then if they are denied, then they'll start pedaling backwards until they can get what they want. Um, so it's, it's sad because we see that type of manipulation all around, whether it's at work or in different relationships, friends, family, things like that. It's, it's really sad to watch that. Steins, uh, who I was quoting earlier, says to try to use the motto, observe, don't absorb. My favorite thing to say right now is be like Teflon on a pan, let it slide off. So instead of um, letting things really stick to you, you just try to, I'm a very visual person. So envisioning, envisioning that I am a nonstick pan to let things just slide off has been really helpful for me. Or if you don't want to be a pan, you could be like a pot, a pot, <laughs> or you could be ice or something else that's slidey. slidey. So uh, if you need help with that, trying to let things slide off of you, try visualization, protect yourself if you know that you're going into a situation where there's a manipulator present or around in the area. Try to protect yourself with some sort of visualization, whether it's Teflon or a golden bubble around you or sparkle dust, all kinds of things. I love to visualize protection around me. So that is one piece of advice that I can share with you guys. Addie, is there anything that you do to protect yourself? I really just think I convince myself like, hmm, can you give me a situation? Uh, how about when let's say I said, hey, let's go get ice cream. But then we go get ice cream and then I say, oh crap, I don't have any money. Can you get this? Well, I usually do. Like at the movie yesterday when dad forgot his wallet. <laughs> I paid for it. I don't know. Crap, that's... How would you let that like... If it were a friend. Mm -hmm. Um... I'd probably still, if, but if I didn't have money. But what if it was all the time? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Like say this person all the time and you did it the first time and then they know that they can have you do it all the time. So then they're always inviting you to do things, but then they never pay for it. Will you start to learn? Oh, wait, they're just using me for my money or yeah, something like that. I just use past experiences, keep them handy. Um, then I, 
if they were to do that, I'd be like, maybe we could go do something else. Or, okay, then let's go back and get it. Yeah. Let's go to the park where it's free. Yeah, let's go on a walk. Let's go to the mountains. Let's, I don't know. Yeah. And you don't let it, like, soak into you because, mm. like, there's nothing wrong with you because you're saying no. So that that's kind of an example of not absorbing it. If you say no and you set your boundaries, then that's okay. Yeah, saying no is okay. Because if you say yes too much, then that's an issue. Mm-hmm. So there is a use that you can do that has healthy boundaries. One thing being communicate where you stand and show that you won't budge past your set boundaries. So if you have somebody in that type of situation that you know is going to say, hey, let's go out and do this. And then once you get there, you know that they're going to, before you even go, you can say, okay, but I'm going to pay for myself or something. So you set that very clear boundary. And then if, when you get there, they say, oh man, I forgot my wallet again. Oh, that's so crazy. You're like, oh, well, sorry. I'm going to go watch the movie myself. Like <laughs> don't budge from your boundary because then they start to realize, oh, they're not giving in to me anymore. Mm-hmm. So be sure to always communicate where you stand. That is like the biggest thing. And that's one thing you guys probably hear us say all the time and talk about all the time. Communication is key to everything in a relationship. You cannot expect people to read your minds. And other than, you. Other than me. <laughs> you can read my mind. Always. However, like, Yeah. Honor yourself and respect yourself enough to set those boundaries and stand firm next to them. And don't let people push you past where you say, I am setting this boundary. If you're in a situation where you have like a spouse or a partner or an ex-spouse, ex-partner that is using something against you, Do the same thing. Communicate these boundaries and say, I know that I have allowed you to push me past this point, but I can't do that anymore for myself. So here's my boundary and I'm not going past that. That's it. And whether it's for child support or time with a child, if you have, if you share a child or things like that, like Be clear with what your expectations are and where your boundaries are. That way there is no question. And once you start standing firm, then you'll start building confidence in yourself as well as setting that clear boundary so they know they can't go past that anymore. Another way to have a healthy boundary is to delay your reaction or response If you feel that you're being manipulated, try sleeping on it first and then respond. It's kind of like if you're going to buy like a big purchase or something, try to sleep on it before you dive in and buy it. Try to take some time to really think about, do I need this? Is this something I want? Something, something, (laughs) something I want. 
that kind of stuff. So same with this. If you have somebody that's telling you you are lazy or you aren't capable of anything or what have you, really sleep on it. Try to decide, like, is there is what they're saying to you correct? And more than likely, yeah, it's probably not correct. So really don't allow, and it goes back to being Teflon from a pan, like let stuff like that slide off of you, but really like think about it. If they're like, well, I can't believe that you're not paying for this for me. I like, that is so rude. You are such a rude person. Am I really a rude person? Mm -hmm. No, I'm just setting a boundary and you don't like that boundary. So be really aware of that and and try to delay your reaction, your response, because that's what manipulators are looking for. They want a reaction. They want a response. That's one thing. My previous story, punching the kid in the back of his head, like, I'm sure that <laughs> that wasn't the response he was expecting or wanting, but, but he, got he got a response. And so, yeah. So make sure that you're aware of how you're reacting so that you can react appropriately to the situation. So defining your boundaries is so, so important. There are three things in um, the research that I did. Of course, there's probably tons more out there. This one I found on healthline.com about defining your boundaries. The first one being ask, what are your rights? Second, follow your gut. And third, determine your values. So some examples of your rights, you have the right to say no without feeling guilty. You have the right to be treated with respect. You have the right to make your needs important. You have the right of accepting your personal mistakes and being okay with them. We're human. Give yourself compassion, love yourself enough to be okay with the fact that we make mistakes sometimes and don't allow people to say that their mistakes is your fault because it is definitely not your fault if somebody else is making bad choices. You have the right to not meet like an unreasonable expectation of who you are. So if you know you aren't capable of walking a 10 mile hike up a mountain and you're being told you have to do this, that is an unreasonable expectation of you. So you have the right to say, no, I cannot do this physically, mentally, whatever. I can't do it. So you have the right to do that. You have the right to set your boundaries. And the next one is the gut check. How do you feel about a situation? We had a friend, in quotes, that all of a sudden out of nowhere came into our lives when my husband was getting into tattooing. And he was a manipulator in the very finest of forms. Mm -hmm. And Addie was how old? Seven? Seven? Because we were at the condo. Yeah. So you were like seven or eight, I think, when this happened. But he 
just wiggled his way and Addie just kept saying, I don't have a good feeling about this guy. And I didn't either, but I kept shoving it off because he was a friend. I hadn't had problems with him before in the past. So, uh, I'm actually kind of concerned now that he somehow like knew so much about this. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we have a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel? That is your first gut check. If something in your body is telling you that it's not okay, your intuition is giving you your warning signal. Whether that's in a situation where you're with a friend or with a family member or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, your body and your mind is made to help you know when something feels wrong. Mm -hmm. So listen to your gut. Don't question your judgment. Don't question the way you feel because 99.9% .9 of the time, your intuition is very real and very correct. Yes. Pay attention to your physical or emotional signs telling you to set boundaries. Again, listen to your intuition. Your, your soul knows when something is not okay. And if you start to be more aware of those feelings in your body, then you will start to understand where your boundaries should be set. If you like Addie in um, our previous episode where she went to that party and there was really uncomfortable things happening, she had to make that decision to be like, nope, I am not okay with this. My body doesn't feel good with this. My heart doesn't feel good with this. My soul doesn't feel good with this. It is so important to listen to your gut and know that it is okay to run with your intuition and, and allow your intuition to help guide you in, in situations. Even if it's something as simple as you walk into a grocery store and somebody passes you and you get a funky vibe, listen to your gut because chances are the person either has bad intention or has had a bad intention somewhere else, your body will know when you have a bad feeling. So just be really aware of that. That's one thing that I've gotten really good with, um, with my intuition is feeling when energy shifts and when it's not right. That's one thing Addie has a hard time with sometimes with other people's energy. Oh, yeah. At school, sometimes if she's feeling low in her shields kind of down she'll start to fill everybody's energy and it will start to feel a little overwhelming sometimes mm -hmm. so be very aware of how you feel internally to allow yourself to set boundaries the third thing is value you need to determine your values identify 10 important values in your life if it's your children, if it's your health, is it your wellness, whatever it is, write these 10 things down and then narrow your list down to three to five things. Reflect on those um, things and how or who tries to push these values. This will help you with recognizing setting healthy boundaries and where you need to set them. So, 
for example, like for me, one of my important values is my family, clearly. And so if somebody is trying to push me outside of that boundary of the protection of my family or friends, I have to like nip it real quick because I I can't waver on my boundary with my family. Uh, fitness is another one that I am working on that should be at the very top of the list right below family that I need to set clear boundaries with myself so that I can be able to take that time for myself and set that boundary. And yeah. So Addie, with what we've talked about, is there any advice that you have for your friends that are listening or other kids that might be listening or even adults that might be listening for experience that you have in your life that will help them to be able to be stronger in their life with keeping strong against manipulators? Uh, recognize the signs of manipulation and trust yourself, your intuition, how you feel about everything and just be very clear with what you want and don't be like mean about it don't be like i want this or you have to respect that even though they do but you can be like um there's something that i would like if you respected and this is my boundary and i would appreciate if you respected it be clear about it and bring it up when you need to or just bring it up Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> uh, just be careful with who you surround yourself with and recognize the negative and positive people in your life or negative and positive situations. Yeah. That's good. And if you're feeling pressure in school to you teenagers that... Or people in college. Or people in college. People, like, if you have friends that are doing things that they shouldn't be at their age. Or drinking, doing drugs, anything like that. It is okay for you to set that boundary and say, you know what? I want to be a teacher when I grow up. And if I do this crap, I'm not going to be able to be a teacher one day. Or whatever the situation may be. Just because other people are doing it doesn't make it necessary for you to. So be aware of that and set your boundaries so that you can keep yourself safe and protected and allow yourself to be in control when manipulators do come into your life. Because it happens, whether it's as a kid, as an adult, it happens. Manipulation is very common. So... We hope that this will help you be more aware of the types of manipulation that can happen and give you some tools to protect yourself from those manipulations that can happen. Anytime you guys have any suggestions, anytime you have any comments, questions, anything like that, please 
message us on Instagram or on the Facebook page for Mama Bear Connects. We also have our email that is mamabearconnects at gmail.com. So reach out to us if you guys have topics, suggestions, anything. Uh, we're happy to do what we can to bring our experience from our lives into different topics and and discuss them with each other. So we appreciate you guys. We totally love doing this. We are just so grateful for our listeners and for the opportunity to share our knowledge and our experience with everyone across the world. We just so appreciate that. Is there anything else you want to share, Ed? That everyone's awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Have an awesome rest of your day or night. Bye. See ya.